Welcome to Muddy River News this week, furnished by Harvey's. I'm Bob Goff. Well, we are in our back-to-school mode, and we've got another one of our fine area educators here, Mark McDowell, principal of Quincy Notre Dame. Welcome. Bob, thanks for having me. Kids are back at 10th and Jackson. All good, right? They are, and uh, we're happy to have them. Um, as I was telling some of our people late in the summer when they asked, gosh, why do we return so early? I just remind people first in, first out, and we like being first. Yeah. Uh, so it's been a good start. We had our freshmen on Thursday, all school orientation with everybody on Friday, which is our way of saying, listen, we're going to get you back, get your picture taken. You're going to find your locker. You're going to open your locker. You're mm -hmm. going to get your class schedule. You're going to find out where it is you need to be. We'll knock that out in the first two days, Thursday, Friday. Everybody goes home, takes a breath uh, for two days, and then we're back for a full week. And uh, how are the numbers looking? Good. You know, we always are most interested on, you know, the conversion rate, especially of our incoming freshman class. Mm -hmm. uh, the seniors that we lost or graduated, I should say, they were historic in a number of ways, and one of them was their enrollment size. It was a large class. It was. So we, we knew that replacing them person for person, was the math was not there. Uh, but our conversion rate from the eighth grade um, Catholic schools to our rate here at Quincy Notre Dame, very happy with. Um, we had looked at a number of 370, so that was our enrollment projection, and as I said here, we're at 380. Okay. Uh, so we're happy with that. And we know that we're often, you know, again, going to go as the institutions that feed us, which largely are the Quincy Catholic Elementary Schools. And, uh, you know, there's uh, there are a lot of changes going on with that system. Uh, Chris Gill's gonna come in and be sort of the COO of that. Um, obviously, a lot of research you've been involved with and, and the people here and also throughout, uh, you know, the diocese, representation from the diocese. Um, how is that structural change, do you believe, will benefit Quincy Notre Dame? Well, I think everything bubbles up. So as we make those changes, whatever they might be, um, over an extended period of time and we reevaluate how we're doing things and perhaps how we can improve upon some of that, I think that it's only going to be beneficial for Quincy Notre Dame down the road. Uh, like anything, any transition, whatever that might look like, um, we're going to have to navigate that, but I was, I've been a part of the leadership committee uh, throughout my time at Quincy Notre Dame, so that was 12 years, or entering my 12th year. And one of the things I think that we all arrived at, a similar conclusion eventually, is we had been trying to do some of this work and then took a step back and realized that the leadership committee that had been put in place over 15 years ago, uh, in my words, these people of which I was a part of, we really weren't charged with what it is that will be done moving forward. We didn't really have even that authority, so mm -hmm. to speak. And so what I've been saying is a bumper sticker slogan uh, is that we needed to establish and empower the next group of decision makers. And that's what's happened. So that we have the QCES, now the Quincy Catholic Schools, comprised of those four elementary schools, that they have a board which now mirrors our board, a board of limited or specified jurisdiction. And so there's more of an authority piece for the decisions that are bound to be made moving forward. Um, I find it very invigorating. Of course, I live this inside out, um, but I'm also a parent yeah. with uh, two still in Catholic education, one at Notre Dame, one in eighth grade at Blessed Sacrament. Our oldest moved into college a week ago. So your scope changes uh, a bit as your children move through and what you may have been focused on early and that evolves along the way as a parent. But I think that parent lens is also something very valuable for me in the professional chair that I sit in that I see the strength of what it is we're currently doing and I'm excited about the things that we may take a look at and tweak and change moving forward. Really excited to have Dr. Gill. Uh, Dr. Gill's familiar to me as a parent. Mm -hmm. 
So we're excited to have his two boys uh, back in our building uh, this year and excited to bring them back to Quincy. And I think that there's a little bit of a sweet spot there for Dr. Gill. Dr. Gill is not of Quincy, but he's familiar with Quincy. Sure. And I think that there's some benefits mm -hmm. uh, for that unique connection that he has. Um, I think that that will serve him well, and I think that that will serve us well. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a new set of eyes to bring in a fresh perspective. Correct. You know, Correct. breathing in a breath of fresh air. You mentioned uh, your kids, you know, Connor, you said just going to Illinois College and then your daughter's coming up. How, how, do, how do your kids handle the dad, you, you being dad slash principal? Great question. They handle it really well. And credit to Connor, uh, Lauren, of course, she's with us still, and Emma will be with us next year. So Lauren and Emma will have one year of overlap. Really a credit to them, a credit to Jamie. They've navigated it really well. And, and despite what some might believe, what we've always had the company line at home in the McDowell family, I call them the McD3. Uh, the company line has been, listen, even when people your age, your peers, your friends, think that you're holding back and you're not passing along what it is you know, not true. Because we know I'm doing you a favor. Okay, I'm treating you as my son, our daughters. Um, and when we operate that way, you really can look at people and say, I don't know. Now, they may not believe you, right? but the in-house information, the only thing that they might have had an inside track on truly has been snow days. And, and, by, and by inside track, I mean they might know five minutes ahead of others uh, that we're not going to be in school right. that day. But that's really served us well because it's allowed them to be who they you know, should be. Uh, they should be like anybody else, uh, relatively speaking. I had a colleague that wrote Connor a very nice letter when he graduated, and that really got to the point of, you know, on Connor's behalf, just how well he had navigated it, and very proud of him for doing that. And uh, it's like anything, when I go about my daily job, I truly do picture the McDowell students in every situation, academically mm -hmm. and otherwise. How would I want somebody to interact with my children, our children? How would I want them to go about it? Uh, and, and then think it mirrors what we do at the home. Um, of course, uh, Quincy Notre Dame uh, being a, a Catholic institution, uh, the faith is so important. It's, it's, what, it's what your school's built on and, and, and what you know, most of the, a lot of this community's built on. You know, when those kids come in, and you know, I know of having kids who have been in both sides, and but having to go in there, and then they go, and, and you've got chat. Just talk about the the integration of, of of Catholic principles and philosophy, and how these kids use that to their betterment. Great question. I think that Father Sample said it very well yesterday at our first all school mass, first collective opportunity to have us all in a specifically a faith faithful endeavor. And one of the things that he could say, and so eloquently put it during his homily, we have to put the crap aside. <laughs> so that's not the mantra in all things all the time. Right. But for Father to engage our young people, and what he was saying is that, uh, you know, the Assumption of Mary yesterday, which of course the feast day, and, and, but him really owning that, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, high school, uh, it can be complicated. The social pressures, you know, the academic pressures and all these things. And so we can immerse these young people in a place that from hour to hour, day to day, uh, the, it is Christ-centered. Now, when we're in the midst of a football contest or the band concert, <laughs> sure. you know, these things are a bit different in those moments. Yeah. But the bottom line for us is it, we are not merely a private school. We're a Catholic school. 86% uh, of our students are of the Catholic faith. Um, the 
would mirror our teaching faculty as well. It's not a requirement to be of the Catholic faith, but it's also understood that if you're going to join us that you will support sure. um, the Catholicism, mm -hmm. obviously, because that is the hallmark of, of who we are. But you have Havoc tonight, our high school youth yeah. group. They meet for the first time. Tuesday, Thursday morning masses at 7. Our first one is tomorrow morning. Uh, we have the house system entering our third year. Continue to be really excited about that. Uh, for those listening at home, it's somewhat akin to what we would have called student council, uh, but I would call it student council on steroids. I'll take our junior class, historic class in number, uh, about 120. For the first time, the incoming junior class, they had a chance to apply to become a house leader. So we have four communities, the Gospel Writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those four communities are comprised of four houses. Those houses, all named for various saints, those houses are uh, equal portions of freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. And so there's a real leadership opportunity. It's one of the three pieces um, of what we're you know, trying to accomplish, three of many. But to have a class of 120, and we had 40 apply to be a house leader. Now, not all 40 sure. um, you know, in the end are in that spot, but to think that one out of three chose to put themselves out there and i believe that that really spoke to they see the value and what we're doing and it's meant to be collaborative it's meant to be faith-filled it's meant to be a lot of fun there's the raider cup uh we plug it in and there literally is a metal raider cup on display that's mm -hmm. uh, bragging rights you know uh, the community of luke won it last year mr rob if anybody knows mr rob um, he continues to make sure everybody knows that luke uh, won <laughs> he's the dean of the luke community okay um, but it really has again been something that's i think reinvigorated uh, student leadership and they have two opportunities a week 30 minutes on tuesday 30 minutes on thursday an eclectic mix of the things that we do but we continue to be really excited about that in-house is not unique to quincy notre dame you see it right. in other places right but that's where we go back to the question earlier about the faith component so faith is a specific strategic part of that and some commonality that we can experience. There's a different flavor in each room because of right. the personalities involved, um, but it's that continuity. Um, each of our communities is attached to one of our local parish priests, so we have that connection. Good. So a lot of positives. And you know, I know when you talk about the house system, a lot of people think of the Harry Potter thing, but it, 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 it's, it's come from some other educational things like Stephen Covey and maybe some other yes. things like that where it's really filtered in. And like you said, I know it's also a lot of the public schools are, are doing that as well. And it's, you know, people, you know, I've, I've talked to people about it and they've, I've, you know, one of the things I'm like, well, you've already got like the classes, but by breaking it up and taking those classes and splitting them another four ways, it really gives, say, the seniors in Luke, it really gives them a chance to really be a direct mentor to the kid, to the freshman kids coming yes. in. And yes. it gives you a little bit more of a, of a bond and a little bit more of an attachment. Yes. Whereas the, you'll have that in sports and you'll right. have that in, you know, band, but to have it in another endeavor that's not necessary extracurricular, it's really just something else can really be of an advantage to a young kid because a lot of these freshmen come in and they just don't know what the heck they're doing and why they're here and trying to figure it all out. Sure. A lot of assumptions about belonging. You know, we would always want people to enter high school or any transition for that matter and be a part of something. So whether that's sports or music, uh, palm, cheer, you name it, trap team, you know, that belonging is essential, but there's also some assumptions that go along with it that everybody does these things or that everybody does many of them. 
most do. Right. But it does build in some of that commonality uh, of the senior and the freshman being in the same place. We're not necessarily advocating on Saturday night that they're um, doing the same thing socially, sure. but we certainly want them to be able to see one another in the hallway, acknowledge one another, and that's one of the things that paid, I believe, immediate dividends. Um, Lauren, our junior, she was a freshman at the time, and I know that uh, that was part of her experience. The fact that immediately walking the halls and, and being a Quincy Notre Dame that you were able to say hi and get, or one gentleman in particular, I remember it was like the head nod from across the way, mm -hmm. but there was that thing that they had in common that was house. And so that goes back also to that competitive spirit. We do things uh, that are just purely for the sake of fun and, and bragging rights, but you get people together and you get people cheering and you try to dial up that school spirit. Of course, we want that in the pit on a Friday, Saturday sure. night, but we want that in the building, reasonably speaking on, on any given day. And also to really, in plain language, to say, you know, I've got your back. Um, or you're, you're a part of, um, you know, St. James the Greater. You know, right. you're, you're a part of the Luke community and gives you an identity that you otherwise wouldn't have. Uh, as, as we wrap up, of course, uh, fall sports getting underway, football and all the other uh, sports coming up, volleyball. It's, uh, I'm sure you're expecting another, another, you know, successful year at Quincy Notre Dame. But football is getting ready, not this year, but next year for a really big jump to go to the two, uh, the uh, Central State Eight. Um, I know you're not the athletic director, but I know you're very involved. You're on the sidelines all the time. Talk, talk about that. That's going to be a big bite for you guys, I think. It is. And you think about the factors that drive you um, in that direction. First of all, the Central State Eight is made up of a number of tremendous schools that have great leadership well beyond the football field. And uh, for those paying close attention, we, were, we had a football um, situation 10 days, two weeks ago, where we had a, a schedule change. Yep. We had a school drop us. Um, unfortunately, that's the second year in a row for that school. And these things happen. But the Central State 8, no one's dropping anybody. Nope. You know you can count on these people to hang together, stick together, and also the benefits of an underclass schedule. That's been one of the biggest hurdles for us as a football program, not the caliber of the team we put out there, not the passion for these young men and their families and our school. It's been the underclass schedule. It is difficult to continue to improve if, in fact, you're not on a field with a scoreboard on. You can only practice so many times. You can only face each other in an inner scrimmage, that type of thing. So that underclass schedule was a big driver as to why we are in the position that we are. Uh, we've had some opportunities along the way. You know, anybody that's independent, it just becomes more and more difficult, at times nearly impossible. Uh, that's not a stretch. There have been times when we found ourselves nearly in an impossible situation trying to schedule. It's a um, big hill, steep hill for us, but based on the caliber of the program under Coach Cornell's direction at this time, I think that we're more than capable of being competitive in that situation. And I think that, you know, from a 10,000 foot level, it's very clear that the Central State 8 doesn't invite just anybody. Right. So if they believe that we're a good fit, then I trust that we will be, and we're excited about it. That takes place, you know, entering next school year. Right. And it is football only right. um, for a variety of reasons. But I think it's going to be a good test for us. I think it's going to be an opportunity for us to look ourselves in the mirror and say, you know, we believe we know where we're at um, and we're going to find out. Well, we're going to find out. Um, that's right. From Friday, yep. we're going to find out. Yeah, against Quincy High, the, uh, the uh, traditional starter. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. And I guess, you know, again, Notre Dame is still, you're, you're very blessed you're in a great position because you, you go just a few miles to the north and you've got a situation where Rock Island Alleman is just really struggling. Yes. So, and even, you know, they've got the conference support, but yes. still, they, yes. you know, COVID hit them because the they, people were able to go to Iowa and all that. But, 
But this is, I mean, when you look at that, it's like you can sit there and say, okay, we're, we're really in pretty good shape. Yes, yeah, so we feel very blessed, you know, to have the, the strength and numbers, as we indicated earlier, um, 380 versus 370. And we feel like we are clicking on most cylinders most of the time. There's always room for improvement, but we really do take very seriously the mission um, that we have and foster on a daily basis and all the things that are related to that. And we know that the Catholic community is very tied to Quincy Notre Dame, but as you know, the Quincy community is also very tied to Quincy Notre Dame. It's not Catholic only. We really do have a lot of support from people out there who even maybe elected to send their students to the public schools for a variety of reasons, but that doesn't mean that they don't support Quincy Notre Dame. And, and that's one of the important things about that football game. It is about football that mm -hmm. night, first and foremost. Uh, there might be a few people that still wonder why Quincy Notre Dame plays Quincy Senior High School. Uh, we think that's best for these young men. Yeah. That's why we do it. Yeah. And we know uh, that, you know, sometimes uh, we might end up on this side or that side of the equation, but that should be a great night for Quincy. Yeah. And that remains very important uh, to all things that we do. We have we have two great schools, public and parochial, and we should do our, everybody should be there to best support both of them. I agree with Always that. felt that way. Mark McDowell, thank you for your time. Thanks, Bob. That's all the time we have for now. We'll talk to you next week.